Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. But it is Friday morning, and it's not only a Friday morning, it's Orange Friday. I'm Kristen Smith on Wax 104.5, joining you this morning. Bob and Jill are on their way back from Kansas City. They left, I guess, pretty early. But they'll be back with us next week, but we get to have the fun Hope you got your camo and your blaze orange ready. I've got something fun for a little bit later on. It's called the Deer Hunters Checklist. So we'll be touching base on that. I found something I thought was kind of funny, but weird at the same time. we got a lot of stuff to cover today. We've got a big announcement that was made at the University of Wisconsin River Falls yesterday. We're going to be talking the Thanksgiving Day turkey, gun deer season, what to watch for, what not to watch for. we got Brent Wink coming in later on in the hour. It's just a busy morning. The deer count this morning. Now, if you could see me, you would laugh. I am wearing camel and antlers because I figure maybe if I blend in with the deer, I'll look like them. And, you know, we're kind of hiding right now until the season begins. But we're going to have some fun today. We had a request this morning for Deterdy Point Buck and it's Orange Friday. It's an exciting day here in Wisconsin. A lot of people are going to be out on the roads today. So please be careful. And speaking of being careful on the roads, there was some flurries on the overnight. So some intersections were a little bit more slick than others, but overall it was pretty decent. So hopefully we'll keep an eye on that. We're at 19 degrees right now, only looking for a high of 20. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's Friday, Deer Hunter's Eve. Tomorrow kicks off gun deer season. Let's take a look at some quick weather, shall we? Today is going to be cloudy. Chance of flurries with that high of 20. Tonight, some snow later on. Low of 13. Tomorrow, opening weekend. It's going to be mostly cloudy with some flurries and some wind. So be careful around that. And Sunday, it's going to be sunny and breezy, high of 30 degrees. So that's not just too bad for gun season, 30 degrees, but tomorrow's going to be cold. Looking at only a high of 18, which means when you probably go out in the woods in the middle of the night, early tomorrow morning, it's going to be really, really cold. 
So bundle up, get out the long underwear, and get ready. It's hunting season. Again, it's going to be a cold opener tomorrow morning, so please bundle up. Get out your long underwear, get on your good boots, maybe get some of those hand warmers. Or, you know, some people are little nicer stands and they have heaters in there. I know some people have carpeting in there. It's basically like staying in your living room, but out in the middle of the woods. So just bundle up, stay safe, and be careful. But it is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It is that time of the morning to check in with some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Millions of Americans are getting ready to hit the road for the Thanksgiving holidays. AAA is projecting over 54 million Americans will be traveling 50 miles or more during the holiday period. That's the third busiest of all time. 49 million of those travelers will be on America's highways. The busiest travel days are expected to be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and the following Sunday. Western New York is getting hit with a snowstorm that may dump 5 to 6 feet of snow in some areas. Erie County Executive Mark Polakars is announcing that several cities have declared a state of emergency until at least early Saturday morning. Currently there are states of emergencies in the county of Erie, the city of Buffalo, uh, the town and village of Hamburg, uh, the town of Amherst, as well as the village of Angola. The National Weather Service said an intense band of lake-effect snow had already begun hitting the area as of Thursday evening. Winds are expected to gust up to 35 miles per hour and snow may fall at a rate of 2 to 3 inches per hour. In addition to schools and businesses closing, Sunday's Buffalo Bills home game against the Cleveland Browns is being moved to Detroit. The Bills will remain in Detroit for a Thanksgiving Day game against the Lions. The man who drove into a crowd of Los Angeles County Sheriff's recruits on Wednesday allegedly did so on purpose. Brian Shook reports. L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva tells News Nation the crash was a deliberate act. Nicholas Joseph Gutierrez is charged with attempted murder of a peace officer. The 22-year-old can be seen on security camera footage swerving into a crowd of sheriff's recruits who were jogging in formation. Twenty-five people were injured, five of them critically. The Diamond Bar resident was taken into custody after he crashed into a pole in South Whittier. I'm Brian Shook. And the prosecution has arrested its case in the Harvey Weinstein rape trial. The Los Angeles jury was told on Thursday they would reconvene after Thanksgiving. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at some farm news this morning, shall we? Yesterday, the University of Wisconsin River Falls made a big announcement. The Wheatrick Family Foundation and Grassland Dairy Products Incorporated of Greenwood, dairy industry leaders and longtime UW River Falls strategic partners announced an additional $475,000 commitment toward UW River Falls' dairy pilot plant renovation project, bringing their cumulative support to a million dollars, earning naming rights for the facility. The UW River Falls Dairy Pilot Plant will now be known as the Wheatrick Family Grassland Dairy Center of Excellence. The significant commitment helps complete the four-year, $8 million renovation and provide its students with state-of-the-art, hands-on learning experiences in the development and production of dairy products. UW River Falls' Wheatrick Family Grassland Dairy Center of Excellence is scheduled to launch in the spring. Congratulations to Grassland Dairy, Wheat Trick Family, and UW River Falls. That's really going to help out a lot of kids. If you're interested in agriculture, that's a great school to go to, as as well as other schools as well. But a new center of excellence, that's going to be something to see. 
And with Thanksgiving less than a week away, it's time to get that turkey out of the freezer. And depending on the size of your bird, you'll need to know when to get it out of the freezer and put it into the fridge. For a 20 to 24 pound bird, you need to get it thawing starting today. For a 16 to 20 pound bird, tomorrow is your day. So before you go out to the woods to get the 30 point buck, you have to get it out of the freezer. And if you have a 12 to 16 pound bird, you can take it out of the freezer on Sunday. And for your smaller turkeys, 4 to 12 pounds, I know smaller turkeys, Monday is your day. Proper thawing is half the battle when preparing the perfect Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day bird. We've got weather, news, markets, and a whole lot more coming up on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And time to take a look at our weather for today. Today is going to be cloudy, chance of flurries out there with a high of 20 degrees. Tonight, there's going to be some snow later on with a low of 13. Tomorrow, gun deer season, it's going to be a little bit windy, mostly cloudy with some flurries, high of only 18 degrees. Tomorrow night, cloudy and cold, low of 4 So by Sunday morning, it's going to be really cold when you go out to the stands, but it's going to become sunny and breezy with a high of 30. Sunday night, partly cloudy, low of 17. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got 18 degrees up in Medford. We've got 23 degrees down in La Crosse. Marshfield's at 18 degrees over in Green Bay, 23. Up in Rice Lake, 19 degrees over in Wausau, 20 degrees. Madison is at 25. Milwaukee is at 26. And right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area, we're at 19 degrees. Looking for a high of 20. Not going to get much warmer. But we've got more markets. Those are coming up next. And they'll be brought to you by... For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And your morning markets this morning will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Your choice fed beef steers, 144 to 164. Your mixed, 100 to 143. Choice fed beef heifers, 144 to 157. Mixed, 99 to 142. Your choice fed Holstein steers, 130 to 145. Select and silage fed, 83 to 129. Cows are at 62 to 98. Bulls, 72 to 115. Butcher hogs, 65 to 80. Sows, 50 to 55. Boars, 20 to 23. Your shorn market lambs are at 106 to 116. Your unshorn market lambs are at 70 to 106. And your feeder lambs are at 75 to 225. Looking at the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for December at 152.75. That's up 95. February's at 155.40, up a dollar 15. April's at 158.90, up a dollar 17. Feeder cattle for November's at 175.85, up 15 cents. January's at 179.97, up 250. March is at 182.50, up two and a quarter. Lean hogs for December's at 84.97. That's down 60 cents. February's at 90.80, up 45. And April's at 96 on the head. That's up 37 cents. And switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn up 4 cents to 6.72. December oats up a penny at 3.95. Your March beans up 6 cents to 14.28. Your December soybean meal was up $1.70 to 4.0740 a ton. December wheat up a nickel at 8.12. On the dairy side, barrel cheese took a hit yesterday, down five and a quarter cent to a dollar ninety-eight. Your blocks were unchanged to two twenty-three and a quarter, and your double A grade butter was down one and a quarter cent to two ninety-four. Class three futures for November up a nickel to twenty-one oh three, but December took a hit down twenty cents to twenty-one seventy-two. January down a dime to twenty seventy-six. February down a dime to twenty thirty-five. March down two to twenty thirty-nine, and then those markets were mostly trending downward. 
through next year. Quarter after five on a Friday morning. And I mentioned earlier a hunting checklist. So if you're a hunter getting ready to head out to deer camp, here's a few things not to forget. You have to get the landowner's permission if you're hunting on someone's property. Make sure you have your your weapon. Make sure you have your ammunition, your binoculars, your scope, a gift for the potential landowner, scouting cameras, your long underwear. What else is on here? There's a lot of stuff on here. Long underwear, boots, pants, extra pants, extra shirts, sweatshirts, blaze orange. And then it has, (laughs) you're going to love this. It says, Hunting without wife, no toothbrush, no toothpaste. Hunting with wife, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, and extra gifts for the wife. So if you're going hunting with the wife, make sure you get those items marked on your list. And don't forget to make your blind, your story, and of course, you got to come home with the big buck or dough. Whichever one you want is fine with me. We've got more coming up, including some news, weather, markets, and as the annual gun deer season begins tomorrow... And hunters, you're traveling to your camps. The Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection is reminding you to use local or certified firewood to help prevent the spread of harmful forest pests and diseases. Some of those include the spongy moth, emerald ash borer, spotter and lanternfly, Asian longhorn beetle, and more. State-certified firewood can be purchased at many locations, including gas stations, grocery stores, and state parks. And another reminder from the DNR is to be aware of what animals are in the woods. Elk in Wisconsin are becoming a thing, and sometimes elk can be found closer to home than what you think. They are much bigger in body size and most times in antler sizes, and their markings are different. So before you pull that trigger on what you think is the 30-pointer, make sure it's a white-tailed deer and not an elk. Good luck, hunters. Stay safe and try and stay warm. We're going to be hearing from Nicole Rakovich coming up next on Smart Climate. She'll be in soon. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Your carbon footprint. Everybody's got one. Businesses obviously have bigger ones. And farms, they have one too. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And for a long time now, agriculture food production has been focused in on telling the story of sustainability. Kind of goes hand in glove with that carbon footprint, but getting more information, trying to come up with uh, different alternatives and practices, it all costs money, Jill. And uh, that money can be found, but you have to get creative about it. You most certainly do. And there is Nicole Rakovich from Organic Valley. They're out there supporting the farmers by helping them find those smart for smart climate programs and the grants. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. She really went into how they're really reaching out to farmers and working with them. And I even put the dime in there about what if this program really doesn't work? And she said they'll be more than willing to work with them and figure it out with them right along step by step. We are using these grant funds to scale up our carbon insetting pilot to a full multi-year program. So essentially, we are going to be incentivizing our farmers to implement new climate smart farming practices that either reduce carbon emissions or sequester carbon, and then applying those uh, what are called carbon insets to their farm and our, our products and our supply chain. So how are you encouraging those farmers to do that? I know it's an advantage for them, and it's an advantage for you. 
but really, what is your take in really getting him to start with the program and keep going? Well, this is the beginning of it all, right? Having the funding for the farms. So that's what this grant is going to provide. It's providing funding to do the technical assistance to work one-on-one with the farmers and help figure out what projects they might want to do and what it looks like for their farm and design those projects and then also funding to implement the projects. So really we need to meet the farmer where they're at, figure out, you know, what fits into their farm operation and what they're interested in and work with them through the process to design and implement and then verify that it was installed and and monitor that carbon over time. So in essence, you're kind of the resource and is this all farmer driven? We are the resource. Yep. All the resources will be funded through Organic Valley, the cooperative, and we will uh, administer them out and manage the program, work with the technical service providers who will then be working with our farmers. Do you have kind of an idea of some of the projects that farmers are going to be interested in? Yes. We have a suite of projects, and uh, like I mentioned, this we started a pilot program earlier this year, and one of the groups of practices is called agroforestry. So that's essentially planting trees on farms. And so the trees could be in the form of a windbreak or what we're seeing is really gaining in popularity is what's called civopasture. So it's planting trees in and amongst your pasture to provide shade for the cows, uh, but it's also sequestering carbon. What are some of the other projects that are out there that you're going to be helping implement? Solar energy, installing solar energy systems on farm. Uh, our farmers have been doing that for the last 10 years, but we're really going to scale that up and bring it solar to even more farms. Uh, improvements to manure management, such as composting your manure, uh, enhanced grazing and cropland practices, reduced tillage, multi-species cover cropping, compost application to pasture and croplands is another practice. Sounds like options out there for anybody that wants to do anything. We've got a whole menu. We really want to meet the farmer where they're at and uh, offer them a a suite of practices they can choose from. I'm going to play a little bit of the devil's advocate here. What if they start a practice and it just doesn't work out the way they had hoped to and it doesn't work out the way you had hoped to? What could be the process to fix it or change it with you guys? Well, um, yeah. So, yeah, and understanding that not every practice is going to work for every farm, right? So we are not going to penalize farmers for uh, factors that are maybe sort of out of their control, uh, you know, why the practice didn't work out. And I'll just add to that. We So being a farmer-owned cooperative, we do have a farmer carbon committee that is helping us advise us on this program, how it's developed, how it's managed. And for any particular instances such as that, um, where it didn't work out, we've expended funds, that is something we would bring back to that farmer committee for advisement on. And along with evaluating to see the ones that worked, who's going to do all that data collection to see if they are working out the way they're supposed to be? A network of folks. Uh, So one of our uh, partners on the grant uh, will be collecting the soil carbon data. 
Uh, they're called yardsticks, so they'll be taking soil samples, but also they're developing a tool to measure soil carbon right there in the field, and that'll eliminate the need to pull a sample and send it to the lab. So that'll gain efficiencies over time, and we can deploy that probe to multiple partners throughout the U.S. And then our local field staff that are currently on staff, they live and work where our farmers are at. And then we also have a network of technical service providers for agroforestry that'll be helping to measure the above-ground biomass in trees, and they're located throughout the U.S. as well. So as this project is just getting started and working with the farmers, do you see it growing into the future, involving more farmers? It will be big with this grant. Yep, 1,200 new practices over 500 farms. That's uh, a big chunk of our membership. We have 1,800 farmers, so it's about a third almost. We're talking about the size of Organic Valley and the cooperative. Tell me a little bit about that. So Organic Valley, we are a 100% organic marketing cooperative. All of our farmer members are certified organic. We have just about 1,800 members throughout the U.S. in 34 different states. They're primarily dairy farms, uh, but also we do market eggs and then produce and feed. It's a lot of good stuff there. Thank you so much, Nicole Rakovich and Jill on Smart Climate, what they're doing and how they're going to do it. So some good stuff there. We've got your weather news markets coming up next, but this morning's news is brought to you by... Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, before we check in with Miss Morgan McCarthy this morning on the, on the news, we've got to take a look at what else is going on out there. So we've got gun deer season kicking off tomorrow, which that means, guys, or sometimes women, you got to leave the money at home so us women can go shopping, have some fun. I mean, that's how it should be. We've got Brent Wink coming in later. He will agree with me 100% on this. I can see him nodding his head already. He likes this idea. Leave the checkbook at home for the ladies. Leave the debit cards, the credit cards. They will thank you for it. Well, it's that time of the morning. Let's head over to our Skyborne 13 meteorologist and see if Mike Dandria is inside the building or if he's outside shoveling. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. Might be doing a little bit of both today. Well, I think you should. I mean, it's gun deer season. You have to get prepared for that cold weather. You and your wife are going to go, right? I wish that she would go with me, but uh, haven't gone in a couple years. But just, uh, you got to get her out there. You know, say I got a surprise for you. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's just take a nice little walk in the woods, and then she'll be like, "What? What are you doing with that rifle?" Well, you know, just protecting us. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're taking a shovel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Should be worried. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that that's going to be the the thing. That's a good idea. I'll, I'll trick her into it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, and make sure you have roses or something out there just to make her happy, too. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that they don't freeze either because oh, it, it's going to be a cold one to, to kick off the uh, the season. And uh, today, well, we're already tapping into some of that cold as we have temperatures kicking off into the upper teens, wind chills into the single digits, and we'll have mostly cloudy skies, even a chance at a few flurries uh, throughout the day, with our temperatures mostly into the mid to upper teens and wind chills again into the single digits all day. Now, tonight... 
We'll start to see another chance at some snow showers, mostly really late tonight and into the early hours of tomorrow morning. So as you hit the tree stand by tomorrow, you may be dodging a few snowflakes, but it's also going to be rather cold. Again, wind chills could be close to the zero degree mark. Otherwise, going into the afternoon, that's where we'll have temperatures mostly into the mid to upper teens yet again. Blustery, again, wind chills mostly into around the low single digits above and below zero. But then we start to see a little bit more sunshine for Sunday, and that'll help warm us up as our winds shift out of the south, too. We'll get into the upper 20s and low 30s. Monday and Tuesday, we'll have a little bit more sunshine as well into the low 30s for our highs. A little bit more relief on Wednesday, mid-30s, but mostly cloudy. And then Turkey Day brings us a slight chance at a couple snow showers, but otherwise mostly cloudy with highs around the freezing point. Right now, we have a few clouds and a temperature of 17 degrees in Eau Claire. I've got to cook the turkey on Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, so I do too, actually. So I'm hoping for a little warmer weather. Well, I don't think you're cooking it outside in November in Wisconsin. <laughs> Actually, I am. It's on the Traeger pellet grill. Okay, you, you got me on that one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you were not ready for that. Oh, I got you good on that one. You did. I, I will give you props for that one. Yeah, so no, I actually will be outside cooking the turkey. <laughs> I suppose. I'll be just using my oven. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for, uh, for turkey day. Yes. And, uh, you know, eating until I fall asleep. <laughs> See, and I'm not going to eat till I fall asleep because I got to get ready for the next day, Black Friday. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. That means you got to give the wife the checkbook, the debit cards, and all your credit cards and say, have a great day, honey. I love you. And then you just let her leave. And then I go to the woods, right? And exactly. <laughs> it's a win-win. That sure is. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Mike, for the forecast. Have a great weekend. You too, Chris, and good luck, hunters. Ah, thank you. There he goes, our Skyborne 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrea, this morning. And I see Morgan is ready for us this morning. Good morning, Morgan. And we've got a busy day. Fill us in. What's going on in the news? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We have an update and some more information about a sex abuse case at Regis High School. Prosecutors yesterday said now former Regis athletic director and teacher, 56-year-old Jonathan Jiroki, sexually assaulted a then sixth-grade girl who was in one of his classes. The DA said it happened repeatedly at school. The girl, now a teenager, saying the case dates to 2018. Regis schools immediately suspended Jiroki after an arrest this week. He's being held in the Eau Claire County Jail. In other headlines, it's probation for an Eau Claire man who threw punches at nurses at Mayo Health back in September. A judge yesterday opted not to send 30-year-old Kenneth Willer to jail as police say he punched and tried to headbutt nurses at Mayo while he was being treated. He pleaded no contest to two felony counts of bodily harm to a health care provider. Prosecutors dismissed two other counts because of his plea. Willer will spend the next two and a half years on probation and must remain sober. In other headlines, we go to the courts as Waukesha looks to move on. From the Christmas parade tragedy and the community passed a milestone on that path to recovery as Judge Jennifer Duro sent Darrell Brooks Jr. to prison. This community can only be safe if you are behind bars for the rest of your life. The DA here, Susan Opper, appreciating the judge reading the names of each of Brooks's victims. That she um, respected and cared about each one of them enough to name them. Brooks was ultimately sentenced to more than 700 years in prison for the 2021 SUV attack on the Waukesha Christmas Parade, which resulted in six deaths and dozens of injuries. As we look to public health, uh, DHS is offering free COVID tests. You can find a link online if you want those in the home before the holiday, 715newsroom.com. Regis returns winners. The Ramblers pick up a third state title congrats to that win uh, 41 to 7 they were undefeated this year you know who's not celebrating a win don't you you do if you stayed up and watched the game titans remain one of the hottest teams in football after their 27 17 thursday night football win so let's not necessarily dwell on that probably a slow go this morning if you stayed up till the end 
Instead, we're going to take a little bit of a road trip. U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has finally determined the status of the lesser prairie chicken. Cluck at us, Rex. For the bird's habitat in Colorado, Kansas, and Oklahoma, the bird is now on the threatened list. For Texas and New Mexico, however, the bird has been deemed endangered. These determinations are not sitting well with some in the oil and gas industry as the birds live in the same region as the oil-rich Permian Basin of Texas and New Mexico. Well, producers say they've already been dealing with rules and regulations to protect the birds. These new designations could mean even more restrictions. I'm Rex Oates. And we send you back to the chicken charge of the barn, Kristen Smith, live, local, and right along with you on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan, for the morning update. But it is that time of the morning. We're at 20 minutes before the 6 o'clock hour. We got to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay on those morning markets and see what happened at the sale. Jim, catch us up. What's going on and how did everything go? Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.20 to $1.48. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.20 to $1.42. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.30 to $1.42. Choice Holstein steers, $1.18 to $1.29. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.17 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 74 to 90. We had a top of 97. 60% of the cows sold from 46 to 73. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 45 and down. Please note, we will not be selling organic cows Next Tuesday, November 22nd. Cull bulls sold from 80 to 97. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to $125 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $205 per head. Hog market on Thursday, sows sold from 50 to 68. Boars sold from 20 to 28. And there was no test on the butchers. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, November 18th, starting at noon. We are expecting 300 to 350 beef and Holstein feeders for this sale. We will also have 20 to 25 bred beef cows. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock market consignment page and click on the Altoona market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thanks so much and good luck hunting. And now we got to head over to the Stratford Equity Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. You got the long underwear ready? Kristen, uh, good morning to you, and yes, I do, and uh, I just want to mention uh, for, well, I had to take a peek at WEAU this morning. Folks, you ought to see the get-up Kristen has got on this morning. It is something. <laughs> Yeah, I brought in real antlers, too. It's just that they're too heavy for, like, to put on a hat. So I had to borrow other antlers. Yeah, well, you look, you're in the, you're in the uh, spirit of things. So, and uh, I guess it's going to be cold. But before we do the markets, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, offer our great congratulations to the Stratford High School football team. Uh, came home with a championship yesterday. So it was kind of a, I watched some of the game yesterday, but, uh, well, they really pulled away in the second half. So good, good job, guys. And uh, I know there was another game, too. Um, uh, was Aquinas playing yesterday? I'm not sure. I'd have to look. I'm not sure. I'd have to check in on that i haven't gotten a report on that yet but i'm sure it'll come out here in a little bit but jerry we got a busy morning catch us up what's going on over at equity livestock in stratford 
I better do that. Kristen, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from this past week here at Equity Stratford. We'll start at the cow market. Uh, these are the conventional-type cows. Uh, most of the high-yielding, fleshy Holstein and beef cows were selling mostly from 72 to 85. Extreme top on the cows this week did reach 88.5. Most of the cows, uh, your average cows selling from 52 to 72, thinner cows like carcass cows, below the $50 money. Uh, organic market cows this week uh, sold every Tuesday here in Stratford, and they were selling from 88 to 98 on the high-yielding organic cows, uh, low-yielding organic cows below 80. On the uh, Fed cattle trade this past week, charge grading Holstein steers, mostly from 118 to a top of 137.5, select and under-finished cattle, 114 and below. On the uh, bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling from 85 to uh, 104. Uh, that was the top 104 on the bulls, lighter weight bulls below 82. And now on the calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves at the close, weighing 9,230 pounds. We're selling mostly from 75 to 150. Uh, we had a very strong calf sale earlier in the week, especially at Monday's auction. A lot of these bull calves on Monday from 175 up to an extreme top of 250. Heifer calves this week mostly from 25 to 50. Beef calves, strong market all week, 150 to 300. And again, we did top on the Monday auction on the beef calves at 380. Want to take a look at the sales schedule next week here at Equity Stratford. It's going to be an abbreviated sales schedule. Uh, we will just have have a Monday auction and a Tuesday auction. We will be closed on Wednesday and Thursday, so keep that in mind for your marketing needs next week. Uh, regular Monday auction, of course, we will sell baby calves on Monday. Tuesday, we will have the hay sale and sell organic market cattle on Tuesday as long as... Uh, along with the conventional market cattle on Tuesday. We do have some special sales coming up here uh, the end of the month, uh, last week in November, and also uh, our special dairy cattle sale of December 6th. So you folks can check that out on the website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And before we go, good luck, hunters. Be safe. And I was listening to your list before, Kristen. You forgot one very important thing Take to the, for hunters to take along, some good Polish blackberry, you know. Ooh. <laughs> Yes, that'll yeah. keep them warm. There you go. They so, should, they anyway, should put that in, like, different bottles, though, so they are only limited to so much at a time. Uh, well, yeah, you don't want to fall out of your tree stand. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a rope to kind of tie yourself in. Well, anyway, uh, nice chatting with you this week, and uh, you'll be back on Monday morning, I'm thinking. Yep, I'll be back Monday, and then Mr. Bob Bosold will be back in the chair on Tuesday. Sounds good. Well, again, good luck, hunters. Be safe. Stay warm, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. And, uh, Kristen, enjoy the day. Thank you, Jerry. You too. You. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got more markets and Brent Wink coming up next. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's about uh, 13 minutes before 6 o'clock, which means... Time to get up and get to the chores if you're not already up and about. Some snow showers came through this morning, but nothing too crazy. A little slick spots here and there, so be sure to take your time. And let's take a look at our markets one last time for this week. It's Friday morning. We've got on the Chicago Board of Trade, your December corn is up four cents at six seventy-two. Your December oats up a penny at three ninety-five. March soybeans are up six cents at fourteen twenty-eight. Your December soybean meal was up a dollar seventy to four oh seven forty a ton. December wheat up a nickel at eight twelve. Country elevators in the area, we got golden plump in Arcadia at six thirty-two for corn. 
Baldwin, Mondovi, and Elmwood, 627 for corn, 1339 for beans. Durand is at 617 and 1329. Fall Creek is at 607 for corn, 1314 for beans. Osseo's at 632 and 1344. Elk Mount is at 617 for corn, 1342 for beans. Sparta's at 614 and 1414. Ellsworth, 597 and 1299. Wheat and grain, 612 for corn, 1358 for beans. And your ethanol plants in the area, Boyceville's at 620, Stanley and New Richmond both at 624. Switching over to the dairy side, barrel cheese was down five and a quarter cent to $1.98. Your blocks were unchanged at 223 and a quarter. And your AA grade butter was down one and a quarter cent to 294. And those class three futures for November were up a nickel at 2103. December was down 20 cents to 2172. January down a dime at 2076. February down a dime at 2035. March was down two cents at 2039. And then those markets were mostly downward through next year. And it's that time of the morning. Brent Wink is with us covering the crop update report. Yes. Brent, I haven't seen you in how long? It's been a few years, I think. It's, I know. It's been a while. And, and this is your last time with us until yes, spring. Exactly. This is kind of, you know, I look forward to hunting season because when that starts, then I get to sleep in the following week. Oh, wow. So. Thanks for rubbing that in. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I'll still get up early, but. Well, you got to get up early this weekend, right? Well, I I hunt only if we're done with harvest and we're kind of done. We got a little bit to do for a neighbor, but uh, so I might get up tomorrow or I don't take it that serious. But I have to know what is your Black Friday tradition? Do you have some or do you, you know, shopping or or what's some friends or? Yep. So a bunch of us get together, usually friends. It's it started with one and then now her sisters joined in. And then sometimes her kids will join because they're teenagers and older. And yeah, we get up at. Yeah, the crack of dawn and okay. go shopping usually up here in Eau Claire. Nice. Mm-hmm. And and does it ever involve like ending at a local establishment for a few drinks or anything like that? Or no, just... usually we're pretty crabby. Okay, it's been a long day. Collect your things. Well, perfect. Yeah. How about kinda, you? Ah, uh, not really any of that. Every now and then I've gone with my wife like a few different times. Oh, you've done it. And she's told me, don't ever do that again. So Ooh. she, she kind of has her friends that she goes and does that with. So I probably better just let her do her thing and me do my thing. So, you know, what you could do is you could have like the getaway car uh-huh. and just keep it idling. And then when they need you, <laughs> you go and get the bags so that yes. they can continue shopping. True. And then when they're like, there's a new sale, you drive. Or the minute that you get into a new store, just go get in the checkout line while they do their shopping. Yes. And then they can See? kind of butt in like, yeah, this is something new that we could See, probably start. It would be a gift to your wife. Yeah, speed she up the process. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Well, I better get on to yeah, the... Yeah, we're uh, covering the crops. Yeah, What's the final, final uh, installment, I guess. But, you know, we've kind of talked all season about a lot of the different trials and things that we've had. Uh, of course, we've got the different seed and variety trials from the answer plots. Uh, all of that data has made its way to the agronomists at your local Winfield United uh, co-ops, Alcivia and Synergy and and uh, River Country and some of the other ones around this area. You know, some of the things that we're still waiting on, we've got also uh, grower trials with some of the variety trials. So some of those have still to come in yet. And over the next few weeks, a lot of this data will be in and you can follow up with your agronomists. But some of the other things that we had looked at this season were fungicide trials and just looking at that both on corn and soybeans. So we're still compiling a lot of that data. We had some seed treatment trials 
Uh, we had seed treatment trials from Coke Agronomic Services. They've got a new product called Protivate. Uh, that's a seed box treatment. It's kind of a talc replacement and nutritional replacement product. So, again, gathering data on that. There's a lot of talk around biologicals uh, in the industry and nitrogen replacement products and how to lessen our carbon footprint and a couple of the companies that we've partnered with to study some of those, uh, Azotic is a company that has a product called Invita, and uh, Corteva has a product called Utricia. And so we did some studies again this summer with those products, and again, a lot of that data takes a little bit longer to pull together and pool together, but there's a, just a lot of talk around uh, those types of products as well in the biological uh side of it you know bacteria that basically allows uh corn plants to get nitrogen from these bacteria and maybe allow a reduction in nitrogen and we're kind of just proceeding cautiously with a lot of those things you want to see some good repeatability of data uh, before we start making massive changes to our nitrogen program so we're hoping to have a lot of that data put together probably over the next 30 days 45 days for the agronomist uh, at your local co-ops to have that as well so it's just kind of a lot of different things that we had studied throughout the season. You know, uh, again, the variety trials and the the um, uh, yield trials with the different varieties, all of that's in. But then the agronomic stuff kind of comes in throughout the season. So just continue to follow up with your agronomist. We'll have uh, post-harvest meetings going on across the different areas where we'll uh, try and bring a lot of this data together and hopefully allow growers to make uh, some good solid decisions going forward. And I know, you know, here right now we've got uh, luckily higher commodity prices that can support, you know, some of these fertilizers and things like that. So when you're continuing to make your decisions for this next year, you know, I just really strongly encourage you to have current soil samples. You know, try to make sure that you make good decisions on your phosphorus and potassium and not making cuts that can certainly have a yield decrease to your operation. So again, working with your agronomist to uh, make the best possible decisions for next season. So that's kind of the wrap-up for the year. We'll, the uh, I'll go into hibernation now <laughs> until next, uh, I think, the uh, Friday, Good Friday mm-hmm. is my first of the show. So I run from Good Friday till the Friday before deer hunting. And that's It should be called Great Friday, just for Great you. Great Friday, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Just for you. So we're not quite wrapped up with the harvest season in some areas. I still see some corn standing that's probably got some deer hunters a little... Uh, nervous about that, but with all the snow, it's going to take a little bit for that to melt off. You know, combines are not able to roll uh, out in cornfields when yeah. there's snow on the plants. It just plugs up those combines. So I hate to break it to the deer hunters that didn't know that, but that corn's probably going to be staying uh, at least until the middle of the end of next week. It looks like it's going to get a little warmer. Hopefully, we'll be able to melt some of that snow off. Well, I mean, if the hunters are going to do a drive through a cornfield, they can just knock the snow off as they go, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. then maybe that'll help the farmer. Yeah, I suppose they could they could do that. It makes it's it a, a little more challenging to to do. But you have a fabulous season. Uh, good luck to all the deer hunters out there and the uh, Black Friday shoppers and all of those good things. So, and you have a great Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas, New Year, yeah. Valentine's Day. Don't forget that a- one. Absolutely. Easter. Until we meet again next spring. Sounds good, Brent. Thanks so much. And that's Brent Wink covering the crops with us this morning. One last look at our weather. We've got cloudy today, chance of flurries with a high of 20. Tonight, snow later on, low of 13. Tomorrow morning, it's going to be cold. Mostly cloudy, windy with flurries, high of 18. Tomorrow night, cloudy and really cold, low of 4. 
Sunday morning, we better have those hand warmers out. Sunny and breezy, only a high of 30 degrees. Right now we're at 19 degrees in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. Good luck, hunters. Stay warm. And again, we want to say thank you to all the farmers, truck drivers, milk callers, cattle haulers, you name it. In the industry, we want to say thank you by gifting you a half a hog and a chest freezer from Smith Brothers Meats up in Colby and Abbotsford Appliance. Go to waxradio.com, click on the Midwest Farm Report tab and register to win or go to the wax app few minutes before six o'clock 19 degrees enjoy the weekend you've been listening to the midwest farm report available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day brought to you in part by bluff country feed and seed and montovi and the chilson family of brand dealerships chippewa falls and kadok on-demand content at waxradio.com